Oh, jam. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Monday Night Magic. Yes, we didn't forget how to do it. Uh, that remains to be seen. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. And it's uh, Monday. Is this one where we teach people how to be good at limited? I forgot. Uh, no. <laughs> Clues, crack a pack. Uh, crap. I don't, I don't have any packs in here. Wait, I have a pre-release kit downstairs. I can go get it if <laughs> no, you really want me to. No. No. All it's right. not even from the re- most recent set. <laughs> no, we're here to talk about why Watsy's bad for you. Um, welcome back, everyone. Ask yes, your hello. doctor if Watsy's bad for you. I'm, I'm Chewy. Hey. Over there is Squee. Yay. Uh, and over there, over there is Clues. Oh, that guy. Also over there. Yeah. So... Uh oh hey wait hold on hold on hold on breaks before we start the show before we start late. the show yeah we already started the show as we're starting the show okay this was a trigger that happened as we started the show before we move on to the next step we got to resolve this trigger um hey everyone it is the beginning of august this is a very important time for you to make sure you are registered to vote and if you aren't fix that and if you think you are you should double check just in case and continue to do so until... Continue to do so, yeah. yes. Yeah, continue to confirm that you're registered to vote until democracy improves. Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh... You, you have to now. Yeah. There... There may be purges, and not the kind in the, the, the horror movies, not that kind of purge. That comes the, later. The consequence might be the same. Be <laughs> All right, so I miss when that word just meant vomit. Those were the days. Those were the days. Damn, it was always yeah, followed with binge or preceded by binge and. Oh, good we times. Binge means a whole different thing these days too. Now it means Netflix. Yeah. Language of Binge and Purge is now watch Netflix and voter suppression. What the hell? <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a 2020 bumper sticker. <laughs> sounds right. Anyway, back to our regularly scheduled complaining about Wizards of the Coast. Uh, but not yet. First, we have to talk about this thing that happened today. Out what? of the blue. Out, oh. of, out of just nowhere. We, uh, I saw... Uh, a screen cap of it. And my first thought when I read through, uh, I, it was just the screen cap of, of the, it's a banner restricted update, by the way. But when the, uh, I, I read through the screen cap, I was like, Carrie, because I thought that it, it was, it was a Carrie, uh, uh, Photoshop. Also, it said like August 8th, 2020 ban and restricted announcement posted in news on August 3rd. So can you uh, can you explain to me what a Carrie Photoshop is? So Carrie is a person on on Twitter who makes uh, convincing and hilarious uh, fake things. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, they were using uh, still Carrie, but they decided to make that one their personal account and make a new one for magic trolling. But I can't remember what the new one is. I know I follow it, but that doesn't 
that doesn't doesn't do any good. <laughs> I'm sure the chat will somehow produce it. Yeah, chat. What's Carrie's? <clears throat> my my voice just cracked. I just hit puberty uh, yesterday. Nice. Yeah, sorry, finally. Sorry. I mean, you were due, but man, I'm gonna get hair in funny places and start thinking about girls. But uh, <laughs> I forgot what I was saying. Also, a sign of puberty. Banned and restricted. Right. Yes. But yeah, they had the date wrong. And actually, if you look at the URL, it still says August 8, 2020, ban and restricted announcement. Whoopsie. So, <laughs> and it said August 8, like right here, th- this this said 8th. And then it said posted in news on August 3rd. And I was like, Carrie got this all screwed up. And then I realized that this was legit. And I went, wait, what? Because, so previously, they have gone, okay, in a week... We're gonna have we're gonna we're gonna do some stuff and it's gonna involve these formats. Okay, okay. And then Clue swears at that. I do. In the, in the odds and ends, he gets all sweary. Be- because I think it's because this is, what is it? This literally does blanking nothing. Yeah. Is an exact yeah, look, clues quote. Here's here's the thing. I wanted them to stop announcing that they were gonna announce, but not like this. <laughs> Not like this. There's there's a monkey paw somewhere, and the I mean, finger has 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 curled or uncurled. I don't. I think it's curled. I'm pretty confident that the monkey paw has been pretty busy lately. So yeah, yeah, it's doing Naruto hand signs at this point. <laughs> but is it Naruto running? I mean, it's a paw, so probably not. Unless that's your wish. What it can do it. It gets two of the legs to run, and the other two arms are off. Or the the other two fingers are in the the direction. Oh, like thing. It's running this way, you know. Yeah. With the anyway. Got it. Uh, <laughs> you can tell we've had an entire like three weeks to learn focus and discipline and fail. And not consummate professionals. <laughs> not at all. So okay, Leah. Let's let's get into it. Uh, yeah. They've banned in. Standard Pioneer, Historic, and Brawl. Well, the Historic ones are suspensions, but they're they're bans. They're on their way. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So first up, in Standard, we've got Wilderness Reclamation. At the beginning of your instep, untap all lands you control. I don't know who thought that was a good idea. Growth yeah, Spiral. Teferi Time Raveler and Cauldron Familiar. And the Cauldron Familiar is the other thing that made me go, carry, because who would ban this glorious little kitty? And then I read what it did, and I went, I don't get it. And then I read the description, and I said, oh, God. Oh, yeah. So, it says on the uh, traditional standard ladder on Arena, they have a good distribution of deck diversity and win rates. But at the high level... They're just a few decks with high win rates, and they live there. And so they're going to try to shake that up. Even though rotation is coming uh, very, very soon, they decided they didn't want the last little bit of time until rotation to be miserable. Fair. I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. So the person who's not enfranchised in the current set. True. But likes it on principle. Uh, so, they're banning Growth Spiral and Wilderness Reclamation because that is by far the the worst uh, offender yeah. as far as being the big bad. 
like wilderness reclamation decks were 54% of the metagame at the players tour finals. The players tour finals is the modern equivalent of a pro tour because you have different players tours and the top, however many at each of those events go to the, to the other event. And that's the players tour finals. So the, the players tour finals is essentially the pro tour. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And random K Ho just threw a hundred bits and says, "Good thing the oven wasn't banned. Still need it to make sourdough." Bravo, <laughs> bravo. So yeah, growth spiral and wilderness reclamation are just banned because they're dominating the top level of play in metagame share and win rate. So, nah. And then the cauldron familiar. I completely forgot about Witch's Oven. So the Witch's Oven tapped and sack a creature, create a food. And the Cauldron Familiar is sack a food to get it from graveyard to the battlefield. And when it enters the battlefield, each opponent loses one life and you gain one life. So it's constant free damage. Yeah. And life gain. And life gain. Just all the all the time, time. So yeah, they said uh, it's got a high win rate, a maintained a high win rate over a long period of time. Is the Jun sacrifice or the black red sacrifice deck? Uh, let's see. In addition to having high overall win rates, these decks put considerable pressure on aggressive and mid range creature decks. Further, this is another important bit. The number of triggers generated by these decks can be cumbersome for both players in digital play. Dun, dun, dun. You mean what magic is right now? What magic is right now, yes. Which, <laughs> that's a point that he makes uh, a couple times during this. Who wrote this? Ian Duke, yeah, okay. So, yeah. And also... Teferi Time Reveler is... Uh, hey, uh, Chewy, can, yes. can, I, can I swear? Is it okay to swear on this show? I mean, I hear there's no swearing on Monday Night Magic, but we have lifted that from time to time. Okay, okay I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can do. I just, I just want to read one thing here, if I could. Okay. <clears throat> We've often heard the feedback that the repetitive play patterns and reduced capability for interaction that Teferi Time Reveler can create feel oppressive and limiting. No kidding. Really? That's just shocking to me. I, I I can't believe that anyone would feel that way about Teferi Time Raveler. Hmm. You weren't going to say kidding, were you? I was not. But, <laughs> but, but, in the interests of this show, where there is no swearing, I did not. It follows that up with, while we'd considered banning Teferi Time Reveler in past updates, one reason we didn't was because evidence... because we hate you. That too, but was evidence that it was helping hold Wilderness Reclamation decks in check. But since Wilderness Reclamation is getting banned, well, screw you, Teferi, you out too. Two, long, two wrongs no longer make a right. What, what they I'm didn't before, there. but... What I'm seeing there is they're like, well, we got rid of the cancers, so we're just going to knock out that chemo we don't need anymore. They're both bad for you, but here we go. 
pretty uh, much. I mean, if if anyone is represented, you can't have fun and printed magic cards. It's probably going to be Teferi. Yeah, just Having just look made at that Teferi decks before. I, I promise they're not for being a good person. Just look at that card. Just read it. Just read that card and just think to yourself, this was a good idea at any point. Even if you enjoy playing that card, you can't possibly believe that this was a good idea. Oh, they do. Oh, they they do. Well, good riddance. Good auto card. Well played. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad AutoCard is, is working again. It on makes this video thing a lot better. It does, yeah. So yeah, they do point out that three of these were already going to rotate, but we don't want the last, the last chunk of the metagame to be miserable, so. Hmm. Yeah. And it says, we emphasize that these changes are, to a large degree, a product of the times and the current focus on digital play. Current. Hmm. Very current. So then let's go to Pioneer. <laughs> Thank you, Squee. It was running through my head, too. Wait, what was that? It's a Tenchi Muyo song. Yeah. Oh, okay. I wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. That's fine. No, no. It's a really good soundtrack, though. It's I, time I, to I, light the lights. I mean, when we Muppet have Show tonight! Bump, 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 bump. If we get the Muppet format, I'm down for that, too. It's, uh, Muppet feels like it should be some kind of format of magic. I don't even know what. But it has hmm. contraptions. Yeah. But it does. All right, so they say we continue to see many different decks that have success in Pioneer and no decks with problematic win rates against the field. But they do see that combo decks as a group make up a large portion of the competitive metagame. And you, you might remember the last time there was a BNR update, people were like, they didn't touch the Inverter of Truth. Have they lost their minds? Well... We've heard feedback that the frequency at which one finds themselves facing an opposing combo deck restricts deck building options and can make play experiences un un unenjoyable. While win rate data may not point to change being needed, a different, more important set of data does. Player participation. No kidding. So you're saying they're not playing anymore. Like... Yeah, this is the thing we talked about before. When Pioneer events aren't firing, that means your format sucks. It doesn't matter if the data shows that the metagame diversity is fine. That means your format sucks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can make a balanced format, but if it's not fun, no one's going to play it. Yeah. There's a, a, a thing that I forget who... this. It might have been Jeff from the Overwatch team actually said that... Actual balance is way, way less important than the player's perception of balance. Yeah. That sounds right. And that applies to video games, but also 
metagames like this, if you just look at the data and be like, this looks fine, while you're, uh, uh, I don't know, to make this slightly timely, while there's riots going on outside, maybe everything isn't fine. Yeah. There's also just understanding that a profoundly negative experience will outweigh an equal amount of neutral or even positive experience. So if, you know, you're on a scale of negative 10 to 10 with 10 being, you know, the most amazing thing ever and negative 10 being awful and you get like a lot of solid threes and some negative nines, you might have enough threes to even it out, but that doesn't make it good. Yeah. Also, my my terminology was bad there because riots aren't happening. Protests are happening. Don't listen to the people who say otherwise. Yes. Now. Uh, hmm. I guess technically riots are happening because the police have been rioting for months now. Hmm. Anyway, back to the magic. Uh, yeah. So what they're doing is they're getting rid of some uh, combo decks. Usually just by banning chunks of it. So Inverter of Truth... Do what? You can kill a combo deck pretty hard if you want to. They tend to rely on very specific cards. It's true. Yeah, so Inverter of Truth, which is part of the... And a very important part of the Inverter of Truth combo decks. Banned. Underworld Breach which is part of the very important part of the underworld breach decks checks out banned, banned. uh walking ballista which is part of that two card uh kill combo that we talked about a long long time ago with uh, heliod suncrowned uh banned wait is the is the auto card pulling a decepticon uh, it it pretty much is, and it's a good thing that all those people recently shelled out money for walking ballistas that are going to arrive banned. That's uh, beautiful. What? Wait, what is that for or from? Um, I assume it's... it was it was one of the secret layers, wasn't it? Was it? I, 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 thought I, I honestly don't remember. Back. Or was it a, a box topper? I I don't remember. I mean, we need something to fight all the Godzillas that also confuse me. That is true. No, box toppers would have the uh, the set symbol, not the Yeah, I think those symbol. might be like a, a random promo thing from like a Hascon or Cross thing. Oh, wait. Gloppy Rocks has it. Random expensive promo set number 354645. That's a good one. I like that one. Yeah. I think my favorite part was how I couldn't get it because I couldn't find it in the store. Anyway, and also Kethis the Hidden Hand, who's very important in the Kethis the Hidden Hand combo decks. You know, I bet a lot of these decks wish they were as good as Affinity and could blame all their goodness on a different mechanic that got banned instead. But they just weren't crafty enough. They took the name, they took the credit, and then they took the ban. That's true. Also, Rector's 24 thank you for the 23-month Twitch Prime resub. Uh, uh. I don't know why I went er, er, but I did. So now that we all the, have to deal with that. That is the natural response to 23 months. I expect you to remember this. I will not. <laughs> Let's see how much Clues remembers. Clues. Yes. Flash. Ah. Uh... All right. Clues is good. 
checks out. Um, that walking ballista came from the Can You Feel with a Heart of Steel secret lair drop. Ah, okay. Aha. Uh-huh. Do you have handy when that was? Because people uh, might not have gotten that yet. Yeah, I, I don't think they have. Uh, it was on June the 1st. Oh, they have almost oh. certainly not gotten that yeah, yet. Yeah, they, oh. they don't have that. That's pretty funny. Actually, now that I think about it, the was the vehicle deck. It was the vehicle deck, yes. That makes sense. Whoops. But anyway. So, yeah, there are... They finally listened to people complaining about Pioneer sucking, and they've nuked the worst combo decks that were a significant portion of the metagame. Yeah. And he says here, we understand that this represents a large change to the Pioneer environment, and frankly, that's the intent. While we're past the phase of frequent weekly updates to Pioneer, we're still in a period where changes are necessary to help shape the format in its initial launch year. We want to ensure that Pioneer, blah, 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 everything's fine, nothing is broken here, and we're dedicated to actively supporting Pioneer, and we'll continue to incorporate both data and community feedback. Nice. There's a sign of how time works. We're still in the first year of Pioneer. (laughs) (laughs) It's been so long. I'm thinking of crying. Uh... Oh, I saw a tweet earlier today that made me, it almost blew my mind. Yeah. You guys remember? Oh, I know. I know what you're going to say. Go ahead. Was it the, uh, a, a large boulder? Uh, the the size of a small boulder? Or a small boulder the size of a large size boulder? Of a large boulder. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That was this year. Unreal. When was 30 to 50 feral hogs, though? That's what I want to know. Was that, that was this last year? year? That was last year. That was last year. year because there were 30 to 50 feral hog cosplayers. At DragonCon. <laughs> okay, good. They were numbered. They were numbered. It was amazing. That is They wanted amazing. to make sure you knew. <sighs> okay, so historic. Uh, they are suspending Wilderness Reclamation and Teferi Time Raveler. Thank God. For the... <laughs> for very similar reasons to standard... Uh, it said they touched on Wilderness Reclamation in the last update, saying that it, while it was powerful, we're only seeing it in problematic decks alongside Nexus of Fate. And they got rid of Nexus of Fate. But it said, since then, we've seen a team of Reclamation list growing steadily and historic that leverages both Expansion, Explosion, and Field of the Dead. And it's over 10% of best of three games while maintaining concerning win rates. So they're like, you know what? No. So it's suspended now. And then Teferi, really for the same reason, although it says he's appearing in over 20% of historic best of three games and significant percentages in other modes as well. Really good, you guys. It's not a subtle card. Yeah. So there you go. Historic has suspended those two. Suspension, remember, means banned for now. And we'll see if this makes things better and if so we'll ban it if not we'll unsuspend it it's time out it's time out and it will be determined at a future date whether or not time out will be rewarded with you were good you can come back or we're going to take you outside to the tree you mean 
to the farm upstate. We're not going to be kind to cards in timeout. Damn. Look, and it's f- cold, man. <laughs> and then finally in Brawl, uh, Teferi Time Reveler is one of the most played commanders in Brawl, appearing in over 10% of the games, and he has one of the highest win rates. <laughs> in addition, this is some galaxy brain level stuff here. In addition, we see a similar impact in Brawl to that described in the other formats. Also, I'm shocked. Yeah, for these reasons, Teferi Time Reveler is banned in Brawl. Good riddance, you bastard. So really, it's just because in the the last few months of this, or few weeks, I guess, of this Brawl format, they just want to not be miserable. I I think it's also fair to note that like the actual card pools of so many of these formats are very similar. So it shouldn't be that shocking that when we see a card ban in one of them, it's probably got to go in the others too. It's not like we have the massive diversity between what is standard, what is modern, what is legacy. Like, they're all playing off the same few years of cards. Yeah, Historic has only added some stuff, and Pioneer, at least as far as Arena is concerned, doesn't exist, I don't think, so never mind, ignore that. But it's got a few more years of stuff, but it's still not modern levels of Yeah, they're all still operating in a window that has a finite number of answers, but also just the really good cards are really, really good. And there aren't enough game-breakingly good cards to count each other out the way you have in some of the other formats. Like Most of Legacy is broken, but it's okay because it's broken across all colors and decks. What really gets me is that we could have all this time, they, they could have banned Teferi a long time ago and just ended all of that misery. But they did it now. Well, they had to do it now. This is the only time they can cast a sorcery. What he does. Thank you, Squee. Now, there is a paragraph here at the end that I'm, I'm going to read to you in its entirety. This is on announcement timing and effective date. In the past, we've given a one-week advance notice for updates to the ban and restricted list. Because of the increased focus on digital play environments during this time period... We're choosing to forego that advance notice and roll out these changes as soon as possible. This isn't necessarily indicative of how we'll announce and implement in the future, and we're continuing to look at how we balance giving players advance notice versus staying agile with respect to changing metagames. So, yeah, like we said at the beginning, before they've been going, okay, next week we're going to make an announcement about this format and this format and this format. And then next week they tell us what the changes are, and usually the bans go into effect that day. But you get you get a week to, you know, think about it. But today they were like, hey, this stuff is banned. And people went, I'm sorry, what? What? And they're like, this stuff is banned. When? Now. It's already banned. It's been banned. It's banned ten minutes ago. Give me your binder. <laughs> and this leads to some weird things. Like, yeah. oh no. I didn't open the freaking uh, tweet. Oh, no. Open oh, I've, I've still got it someplace. You need it? What? No, I, I have it. I just didn't open it because I'm stupid. Comments are fun. I'll just put it in the chat. So, I mean, it's already on the screen, but sure. I know, but I put it in the chat. So this person says, uh, this is a first. My deck got surprise banned in between the middle of a turn, in the middle of a tournament with arena updating between rounds three and four. 
because he was playing uh, a reclamation deck. It looks yeah. like because it says PT Finals Rec. Banned or suspended cards twelve. Yeah, he was playing all of the cards. <laughs> uh, the other thing that Teferi does is show up out of nowhere with no notice. So, like, really, this is the appropriate way for him to go out, like right in the middle of someone else's tournament. Although you can't, you can't see that on the screen the way I have it uh, cropped because bad at this game. Hang on, there we go. Yeah, banned or suspended cards twelve. Double click to edit. But luckily. Uh, it was it was apparently an SCG event, and uh, he responded to someone down here saying, "We played the final round with our existing decks via the untimed freeform challenge option." Because what else are you gonna do? Like, <laughs> but that's one of the problems with now. It's banned right now. Now, 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 now is in the middle of a tournament. Dude's deck is suddenly not legal anymore. What? So. Like I said, there's a monkey paw somewhere. I did not mean like this. I did not mean like this. Like, they might want to consider doing it on Monday and making the announcement on Monday and then banning it on, like, Wednesday? (laughs) Yeah, like, give us at least a day. Maybe two, just in case there's a tournament planned or... Maybe, maybe have a window where bannings will happen. Like when, whenever there's a banning, whenever it is, there will be a day of the week in a window between say noon and one Pacific time. That's when bannings will go into effect on arena. Don't have a tournament during that time. Look, this is wizards of the coast. I want them to live stream someone rolling a D 10 and a percentile and then consulting a chart to tell us when things are banned. I I want it to be, Live I, I, I would accept that. I would accept that. Like, oh, look, consult the chart. Okay, 57. Um, It will be banned tomorrow at 3.41 a.m., probably Pacific time because Watsy. <laughs> now you know. So, yeah, I just thought that was uh, an interesting thing that had, is, is like, what? Wait, What? <laughs> So, yeah, that was fun. For certain value of fun. Um, so, anything else on the B&R stuff? Nope. Uh, I think that's... I mean, okay, this is this is big changes, right? So, like, everything you thought you knew about Standard, not true anymore. What does it mean? We don't know. We don't play Standard. So... Go ask someone who does. Everything they write in the science books is about to change. No, wait. Everything they write in the meta articles is about to change. Anybody else remember Signs? I liked that movie. I didn't like that movie, but I do remember it. I mean, it's not good, but I liked it. I mean, oh, no. I like things that are bad all the time. I understand. I just didn't really like it. Like, I thought it was good, and then I watched it again... Uh, actually, just a couple years ago, and I was like, <clears throat> anyway. It was just one of those movies where, like, too much of it didn't work for me, but we can talk about that after the show. Fair enough. It's not the worst Shyamalan movie. We all know no, what the worst Shyamalan That's the happening. 
We right? can do worse than that. We we can adapt beloved franchises badly. <gasps> I forgot about that. I don't think that was as bad as the happening. Like, the happening was just bad (laughs) from the ground up. But, like, The Last Airbender at least had a solid base to start from. The happening didn't have that. Its base was marshmallows. When you start at a higher place and manage to end at a lower place, you've just fallen, sir. Uh, What's next in the show notes? All right, so next in the show notes. So, we completely missed Double Masters preview season because we took two weeks off. Uh, because nothing else happened. Yeah. And and I'm I'm good with that because we don't talk about previews really here anyway, but uh um, we we do want to talk about briefly anyway, the Double Masters VIP edition. Good. Which is the new uh apparently now they don't do MSRP anymore because that way they can hide how expensive crap is and blame it on your local game shop. But uh, reports I've seen are these are like $100 plus packs. Yeah. And, uh, well, an important thing is that they they lied about what's in it. There's your problem. In the marketing for $100 plus packs. Lied is a strong term. Okay, sorry. They said things that weren't true. There we go. Which is, is, is uh, let's see, a synonym for lie. Look, libel and slander are things. So I'm just saying. He's not writing it. Mistakes were made. <laughs> they lied whether it was intentional or not. There, how's that? Fair. <laughs> uh, but yeah, oh, well, I didn't realize it was at the top of the article, but there's a tweet here that says, In publishing the contents of the Double Masters VIP edition, we aired, we aired, when describing the contents of the two foiled borderless cards found only in the VIP edition. While they are marked as rare or mythic rare in their borderless treatment, eight of the cards are popular, powerful cards found at other rarities in the set. These include... And it... They list off some that have been previewed at that point. But, like, so they said that, hey, yeah, these are two guaranteed uh, rare or mythic rares. But they weren't. There were, what, how many were there? 40? Uh, there were 40. 32 of them were, in fact, rare or mythic rare. Yeah. And then eight, eight of them, not so much, are are not. Now it is possible that the ta- Urza's Mind Tower Power Plant Brainstorm are gonna be just as expensive, if not more so, than some of the rares. Of, <gasps> excuse me, or Mythics. But like, if Watsi isn't gonna acknowledge the secondary market, then we're not either. It doesn't yeah. matter how expensive these are in the marketing when they say, hey, it's too rare, mythic rare. It turns out some of them are commons. Like, that's just m- misinformation. And I like the way they say they're trying to minimize it by saying, well, they're still popular and powerful cards. Doesn't matter. You lied. 
the entire game that is played here is the idea that you are buying things and getting an expected rarity. That's how they get away with not calling this gambling because you are getting what is advertised. Yeah. So they have to be really careful with this. Um. Hey, Chewy. Yeah. You know what this means? No. You could get no myth. <laughs> Four rares. Shut up, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Zero. But like, so like here here's a, a response to this from Alexis Jansen, who let's remind you used to work for Wizards. It says we advertised getting two curated rares or mythics, but actually twenty percent of them are commons or uncommons. Is a pretty big mistake for a premium product with a hundred dollar per booster price tag. People rush to pre-order based on this misleading info. Frowny face. And like... Yeah, Alexis isn't wrong. It's very true. And, uh... This was my my favorite. Hang on, a bunch of these are just horrible people being horrible. But this was my favorite one is Zane Begg, who says, if you've been burned by the misleading description on a pre-order on this expensive product, you can file a complaint with the Federal Trade Commission at, here's the link, or call this number. And, like, he's not wrong. No, that's completely valid. Yeah. But, like... Explain that, would you please, there, Squee? Oh, so... I, I think it's really important to understand, like I kind of alluded to before that the way that all of this works, like we're either treating it as gambling or we're not, but you are purchasing something and you are told that you have odds of getting things. When you are pre-ordering it on the internet, you're buying it without seeing like the pack itself and all the legal stuff they put on the back of it, telling you the approximate odds of getting whatever, which you'll notice they kind of have to put on things even when they would still do like the weird soda contest where like, you know, you pop the top off and you might win something or the McDonald's monopoly or any of that. They have to tell you the odds because that's what you're buying is an opportunity to win a thing at a given rate. So if you pre-order this on the assumption that you were getting, you know, two rares or mythics and there is a very real chance that you won't, you've now bought something under a false pretense. So that's bad. That is incredibly bad. Um, And when things like that happen and you buy something under false pretense, yeah, you report it to organizations that deal with businesses, which is what what he's suggesting there. Now, when he says you, he doesn't necessarily mean end users. Like you, person listening to this, was like, oh, that sounds really good. I'm going to buy one. He also means stores that get this information and be like, okay, and do a quick calculation based on their customers and order this many mm-hmm. and then it turns out that the information was wrong well i already ordered them hmm like i think a lot of what's going to come out of this is the fact that this is still a product that people want and this is something that people have already decided they were going to buy true and so i think in the vast majority of cases the end result is going to end up being about the same but in terms of setting rules and precedents and all of that, like, this is bad. In terms of existing rules and precedents, this is very bad. And I, I think that 
you can't just be like, oops, we're sorry, tweet. Like, way more than all the other times. They're like, and here's a sheet of apology of, like, extra cool stuff they gave out to people. Like, this is actually something that could get them in trouble. And... Yeah, and it's not just... Like, people in chat... One person in chat is trying to justify it. Well, I mean, the cards you could get are probably more expensive than the rares. Doesn't matter if the problem isn't bad. It's still misinformation in things that have legal ramifications. If we just hand wave it off, they could do it again. <laughs> like, bad things cannot hurt you. Um, you could happen to open stuff that's worth it. We've done What's an EV. Um, and sometimes you get a really good card that actually offsets a lot of the bad things. But Watsy can't operate in a world with a secondary market because they're selling you a chance at getting a thing that they told you you could get. They can't be like, oh, cool, a secondary market will buy this thing from you for that value. Because like that thing that Rosewater got in probably trouble for on Twitter a bit ago, they can never acknowledge the secondary market value as a justification for a product. Like, you can't. You're not allowed to, or we have to acknowledge that you're gambling. And they cannot survive being labeled as gambling. So a lot yeah. of the gray area that they've operated in gets threatened every time they do something stupid like this. Yep. And I think they're just in such a rush to get more product out and capitalize on more money. And like, I'm sure there's very real financial stuff at stake. And there's a lot of other stuff going on that's very serious. And that you're going to make more mistakes when you're rushing out a billion extra products a year. But this is why you don't. You, you can't do things like that. And they're getting sloppy, and it's eventually someone's going to bite them. And even if they, like, you know, go to court and they win a thing, like, this is costly. This hurts. And also, again, burning through, you know, two decades of goodwill by doing things like this is not helping. Yeah, this this isn't just, well, the date on the article says August 8th, and the date in the URL still says August 8th. Like, this isn't that kind of mistake where you go, whoopsie, yeah. and you fix it. Now, that said, um, per the chat, like, you know, if they were to take these cards in the pack and they were to do something that, you know, identified them as being rare or mythic or whatever, through whatever arbitrary way they want to do that, now they're fulfilling their requirement because I don't think they're actually defined by what symbol's on them. I think they're defined by their classification and their frequency of yeah everything or, with the borderless treatment has the rare uh or yeah. or mythic uh symbol on it that's irrelevant i mean well it's that's the thing like if they're saying well these are rare and mythics also then yeah they've covered their base legally even though it's obviously super sketchy and uncomfortable um and like that is true like that's fair um but it's clearly not what anyone expected um a lot of this also just boils down to the tried and true don't buy sealed product like <laughs> it's not a good yeah. idea if you're not playing limited with it it's not worth it because the math is horrible and the price is horrible but like again like you remember forever ago chewy when um like a decade ago when my at the time girlfriend bought one of those sealed packs and like a target and it was entirely basic lands I do remember you like, saying something about that, yeah. Yeah, it was entirely basic lands. Technically, we purchased a pack of magic. It contained magic cards. They were worthless, but nothing on that pack said that they were worth something. It said it contained, like, 100 magic cards, and it did. They were just 
basic lands. Um, <laughs> and that's what you can get away with if you don't promise something else. Like, this is obviously a third-party repack. If Wizards instead sold me a booster pack that contains, like, one rare, three uncommons, like, 11 commons, and it was all basic lands, well, now it's different. That's not what that means. Um, but, yeah, like, if you're going to operate in a world of great gambling, you can't go pissing off your user base. Like, that will eventually bite you. It's true, but... That's where Watsy's going to be if they continue to do things like this. Um, I, I think that obviously this was a mistake or a misunderstanding, but you can only do so many of those before people see it as a pattern, even if it's not supposed to be. And if you're going to keep doing so much stuff that you can't keep up with it and do your due diligence, well, your mistakes cost. Indeed. Or at least they used to. I mean, they still might. We'll see. We'll see where this all goes. Um, yeah, maybe I don't think... buy these products. How's that? This is me yeah. editorializing. Out. Don't do it. It's a bad investment. Just buy the magic cards you want. It'll cost less. Yeah, support your local game store. <laughs> Please, dear God. They desperately want to move the cardboard that costs too much, but will cost less than buying boxes of this. And you'll get exactly what you expected, and there will be no arguing over whether or not it's a rare. And then you can go back to not playing with physical cards because 2020. So, hey, speaking of boosters that are gambling, uh, oh, good. let's move on. Hey, look, they introduced or are going to introduce a new kind of booster. Now, if you listen to the latest episode of the Mana Pool, you already heard my take on this. But if you didn't, I'm going to give it to you again. They're called... Set boosters. Oh, dude, is it about tennis? And they're... They're essentially boosters made to be opened. And not (laughs) to be drafted with. Okay, that makes sense. So they don't have to have... How is it Mike put it? They don't have to have the same collation, like, restrictions... Yeah. Yeah. ...that draft boosters do, because... Those are made to be drafted with. Yeah, you get, you run into Asfan and all kinds of other stuff when you're dealing with boosters. Yeah. So you don't need to do that with this, and that's a good idea. So, all right. They've got... Uh, okay. So, first up, there's an art card. You remember the art uh, cards? Wait, b- b- before we before we dig into what's in them... If, okay. if I may, can I, can I give my, I know you've already talked about this on the mana pool, but I did not listen to that episode uh, yet. And so I don't know all of your thoughts, although before the show, you expressed a few of them. Uh, can, can I give my quick thoughts on this conceptually at least? Would that make more sense before, or after the contents? I think before the okay. contents, quite frankly, and you'll, you'll see why in a moment. So Go for it. Um, I, I know a lot of folks uh, expected me to absolutely hate this idea. Because I've been on record several times that I think one of the one of the problems with magic as uh, as currently the direction that they're headed right now, what bothers me is fragmentation. 
because with fragmentation, you end up with a situation where someone who is new to the game, and you always do have to think about the people who are new to the game, that there is such a huge overhead in trying to understand what all these different products are, that there's no good way in, that it's just too much trouble to figure out what product I should be buying, Okay. So you've got your, your boosters and your collector's boosters and your VIP boosters and all of that, all of that nonsense. Here, though, we have what I think is the potential for a product that makes sense. Conceptually, I like this idea because you have two very different market segments. You've got people who are trying to draft. They need a booster that has a certain distribution to actually function correctly in a draft environment. If, if your draft packs were all bombs, right? Like, like all boosters were all bombs. That would be a very different draft environment than what you have right now, where you have, (laughs) you're right. That, that would be a cube. We, we have a thing for that. So conceptually, the idea of having a completely separate booster for people who are just opening boosters to collect the cards that are inside makes perfect sense. I like the idea. I really do. But I'm not yet convinced that this is the correct implementation of it. But I'm actually behind the idea. I like it conceptually. So now, let's dig into what's in it. Yeah, so... I agree that a conceptual new booster that's friendly to new players and just neat is fine, but this ain't it, Chief. So we have first up we have the arts the art card, which is a neat little thing, I guess. It's another thing that could become a collectible, which is what Wizards wants. They want someone to collect these things so that people will buy more packs. They're hoping we don't remember nineties comic books. They're also hoping we don't remember the pro player cards that people just threw away. Like, <laughs> Yeah, but I got to be honest. I got to be honest. I would collect them. I would have a binder of these. Yeah. They were fun for human tokens before they printed tokens for us. But uh, they, I, they were. He means the pro player cards. But yeah, the art cards first showed up in Modern Horizons. And I think this is only the second time they're going to be here is with Zendikar Rising. I don't think we've had art cards since then, have we? I don't think so. I don't think so. Excuse me. So then we've got a land slot, which is... Here we go with the showing you the numbers again. 15% of the time, it's going to be foil. I don't think you're showing your screen, by the way. Oh, I'm not. Whoops. Hang on. There we go. 15% of the time, it'll be foil. Ooh. But it's always land of some sort. Uh, and I think it's always a basic land. The default will be basic land cards in the slot, but that can change from set to set. So, like, if they do this with Ravnica, you'll get Guild Gates or whatever the thing is. Sure. But it, for it, now, it, for Zendikar Rising, it looks like it's basic, unless they just don't want to tell us something yet, which is possible because previews haven't even started yet. Thank God! Okay. Because Zendikar is about funny land antics. True. So, uh, so then, slots three through eight are connected commons and uncommons. Which means they're somehow related. It says that uh, grouped in such a way that each card of the same rarity has something to do with the card next to it. Maybe it's creature type. Maybe it's uh, the cards just go together. Whatever. They're connected. Same artist. It's the thing where we don't have to uh, 
deal with, like I said before, we don't have to deal with the random collation in draft boosters because these aren't being drafted. At least that's not what they're for. Right. Yeah. Uh, now we have more percentages here where 75% of the time you get either one or two uncommons. Every other time you get up to six uncommons and the rest are commons. Yeah. So, which uh, this idea here, this is still kind of neat. Okay. Sure. Particularly, particularly for new players or someone who doesn't have a big collection and is trying to build the deck. You buy two or three of these boosters. You got a bunch of cards that have something in common. Maybe you've got some synergies for creature type or, or a mechanic that they work with. But still, I think it's a neat idea. Yeah. Until you get to the math where like 75% of the time you'll get nothing, but 25% of the time you get good stuff. It does make it exciting. Sure. And what is what is their stated goal? Gambling. To, to make open uh, 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 to, to make, make opening exciting. boosters exciting. Right. Acquisition so, of currency. Which means so, uh, gambling. The, yes. Uh, the thing I think you wanna look. The thing I want you to keep in mind, try and keep an open mind as we discuss these, is that they have a stated goal. Is what they're doing supporting that goal? Fair. The answer is yes. Yeah, but so, the so goal far, they're not stating... Look, I've been giving Wizards of the Coast the benefit of the doubt for years now, and it's done nothing but bite me in the ass in the last two. So, no, this is just to suck more money out of people. Yes, <laughs> but, so, but so is everything that WotC does. Yeah. Like literally everything they do is to sell more packs so that they can keep doing what they do. But this is... Okay, Here's a quick thing. Do you know... Now, Clues, you played Overwatch for a hot minute, right? Yeah, a minute or two, yeah. And are there loot boxes in, like, Destiny? Uh, it's gotten more loot boxy over time, yes. Okay, so you know how when you open a loot box, you get this animation, and if it's, if it's like, a, a an extra rarity or a higher rarity, you get, like, flashes and golden colors and in, uh... Sure, in Hearthstone, the, the innkeeper goes, wah, legendary, you know, all of that. Yeah. That's what this is. Yes. Like, that's a psychological thing that hooks your brain and gives it a dopamine hit to hook you on collecting these. It's why slot machines work. It's why slot machines work. It's the same psychology. They're applying it, and they're saying they're applying it. They're telling you that they're applying the psychological hook. And? To booster packs. And that's not good (laughs) when they're preying on your psychology to addict you to things. Making it more exciting means giving you a dopamine hit. So the one time you get three uncommons, you're like, yes! And you'll focus, or the one time you get all six uncommons and no commons, you'll be like, and now you're hooked and you'll want to buy more set boosters. And yeah. this, this is, I'm, I'm going to say this is a separate but related discussion. And I agree with you 100%. Yeah. It's bad. It's bad. And this is a manifestation of, this whole article is explaining how they're going to hook people with the fireworks and the innkeeper screaming legendary in a paper product. Loot boxes are gambling. Booster packs have always been gambling. I, I was going to say, that's the thing, though. Yeah. Booster packs have always been that way. It They've was open better. pack, <laughs> garbage common, garbage common, garbage common, garbage uncommon, garbage uncommon, rare, 
mythic rare, maybe foil, maybe, maybe foil mythic rare. Eh? Eh? You remember yeah. that? Open another. Exactly. No, really. I need you to open another right now. I need it. <laughs> but like you say, when they spell it out for you like this, it's just, it's making my skin crawl reading this. Um, can, hmm. Remind me that I'm going to write down something here. When we're done talking about what's in this product, I okay. have an important yeah, comment. Go we'll, on. We'll double back to it after you get through the rest All of it. All right. So then we get to the head turner slot, which is uh, uh, you like a showcase card. It says it's, it's a common or uncommon that's either a showcase card or a card that's a cool element of the set we haven't talked about yet. So whatever thing in, in Zendikar Rising. All right. Then you get the wild card rarity slots. Where, again, 75% of the time you'll get either two commons or a common and an uncommon. But the other 25% of the time, you might get two uncommons or a rare or two rares. <gasps> yeah. Yep. And then there's the rare and mythic slot, which is same as always. The foil slot, where it's something foil. Same as always. And then there's the tokens or ad card. So you'll get a token or an ad card 25% of the time. Uh, 75% of the time. And the other quarter of the time, you'll get some other card from the history of magic with the original frame and the original, uh, 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 what's the word? Set symbol. And it's uncommons, rare, commons, uncommons, rares, and mythics from some time in the past is a curated list. And the examples here are muscle sliver, from Tempest, Cloud Goat Ranger from Lorwyn, and Pactum Negation from, uh, looks like M25. And here's a part where they go so off the rails that even clues from his beginning when he said this was a great idea can't, can't be on board anymore. I can't be on board anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, in the thing called a set booster... Yes. 25% of the time, you'll get the big money and fabulous prizes of a card... That isn't in the set! Yeah. Remember what I said about fragmentation and why yep. fragmentation bothered me? This like, this really so bothers me. <laughs> it's the incarnation of the thing that bothers you. Yeah, I mean, it's because like... now the main appeal of the set is not the set. It's the exact opposite of what you wanted. It's like they made a new pair of shoes just for me. And they're like, we think you'll love these shoes. Look at these shoes. They look perfect. They're the right size. They're great. However, we've put a pebble in the shoe. You won't notice it every time you put on the shoe, but 25% of the time, that pebble's going to be right under the ball of your foot. So evil. Yeah. So yeah, I'm no longer on board at this point. So like, like I said, conceptually, I like the idea of having a different product for collectors versus drafters. Because, look, I ended up with... I have so many garbage commons and uncommons that I have duplicates of. And it's because I cracked a lot of packs. Because I don't like to draft, but I do like to crack packs because I like to collect magic cards. Or at least I did. I don't really do it much anymore because I'm just too damn busy. But I don't think this is the correct way to do it. I don't think this is the right way to do it. But that's not the thing I wanted to circle back to. Can I circle back to a thing? Uh, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's one more thing here. It's uh, okay, sure. 
It says they'll have a small planeswalker symbol in the lower left corner. So it's it's not like these are, as chat joked, a bunch of old cards sitting around that they needed to do something with. These are new printings of these old cards. And it's... Like, it's like the marketing department just got real high and was like, yeah, this sounds great. What's going on? It's like, I don't... It it was great. It sounded fine, other than the obvious loot box nonsense. Yeah, like this is until like, we got to here, and I went, "What?" I'm I'm not being hyperbolic when I'm comparing this to '90s comic books. Like he's really the not push to create a collector's item that people, for some reason, think is going to be worth money someday, and therefore will buy possibly multiples of, is really strong. And, like, for people not familiar with 90s comics, because I have to acknowledge that it was more than two decades ago now, um, the goal of every 90s comic book was to convince people that this is going to be the next Superman or the next, yes, you know, whatever, the next big deal, because there are some comics that are worth a lot of money and people have just discovered them and they've realized that baseball cards are a racket, so we have to do this now. Um, And nothing was worth money. Because there were tons of everything. But also, it was every gimmick you could imagine. Hollow foil covers. Special shiny covers. Alternate variant covers. Covers that are white with nothing colored in. I know that nowadays, comic books will just have blank covers. So you can get an artist to fill in the cover for you. And don't forget the ones that came pre-bagged so you didn't know which cover you were getting. Yeah, they're like giant booster packs. Yeah. Um, And this was just what time was. And it failed. It failed hard. It made a lot of early on money. Yeah, there you go. Hello. Yeah, I was going to say, there's the thing, man. It yeah. it made a lot of money for the company selling it at the beginning. But for as a sure. long-term strategy, it nearly killed the industry. Here, here's it's the a reason book. Marvel doesn't own their own movies for a long time, and in some cases still doesn't. Here's a book that I read earlier today. I finally finished the Age of Apocalypse storyline, by the way. Look at this cover. So... That's the inside. The actual cover is uh, is transparent. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Like, on the back, too. It's the whole thing. And look, it's actually, you can, you can see my hand moving. Whoop, wrong way. Back here. Yeah. And I was like, this is really nice. I wonder if this is worth anything. And so I looked it up. And I saw one on eBay for 80 bucks, and I went, holy crap! And then I went to a site that wasn't eBay, which is full of stupid people and suckers, and it, I saw one for sale for 250 that was graded very fine. Yeah. The cover price? Hang on. Was 495 Yeah, it sounds like about a 5 or $6 time period for hollow foil variant covers. Well, yeah, this was I the have, only uh, edition of this. This wasn't even a variant. This is just yeah. the only way you could get this. And, like, it, it's worth half what it was when it was printed. <laughs> I yeah. have three long boxes worth of comics that <laughs> I, I collected comics quite a bit in the 90s. So I have three long boxes worth of comics that I have moved from place to place over the years. I, I should probably just burn them for warmth. That's probably their most useful 
Let, let's most... take a moment and remind everyone in the world that I own the entire Clone Saga. Yeah. And it's original printings. I wasn't buying them because I thought they would be worth money. But I very much remember the hype to spend the extra dollar on the fancier one. And justifying it to yourself with, well, that's the more rare one. That one might be worth a dollar more someday. Because you're a stupid kid. Um, yeah. And Magic, I think it really started around the time they started putting the, um, what were they called? The, like the inventions and all of the other oh, the stuff. Oh, the masterpieces. The masterpieces. Yeah. yeah. When they started doing those so that like every pack might have this super rare fancy alternate version of a mythic. And that's just, that was like, you know, floodgates opening before they just started printing them in bulk. Like the San Diego Comic Con ones were kind of like that too, but they were legitimately hard to get for a while. So, like, at least they had some rarity element on their side. Uh, but, yeah, now it's it's very comic booky, And, like, I promise you, all these secret layer things, they do them too often. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be worth more than they cost you. And special booster packs that have, you know, a variation of an art of a thing. Neat. Like, if you just want to buy it to buy something neat, then cool, go for that. But don't tell yourself it's going to even retain its value. Like, it, it won't. Please don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. Magic is not an investment. Whoever tells you that is lying to you. Like, yeah. you're buying time and fun playing with the cards or the fun you get from having the cards or the fun you get from opening the cards. That's what you're buying expecting this to turn into that amount of money that you spent on it or more is absolutely irresponsible. Do not do that to yourself. Just buy the card you want. Unless you actually have a business doing it, then that's not what it's for. Yeah. So I've got, uh, I've got a couple of things I want to say here. Uh, the first one is the, well, wait, do you, do you want the feel bad one or do you want the one that's about gambling? Wow, those are different. Take take your pick. This this your choose your own adventure uh, here. We don't have any good options left. I'm going to be bold, and I want the feel good one about gambling. Ooh, ooh. Okay, well, I'll see what I can do with that. Um, so uh, Chewy, you were you were expressing some dismay that this is basically, in your opinion, let's let's again not state anything (sighs) slanderous, liable. Which one's spoken? Which one's written? Slander is spoken. Libel is written. written. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's not do anything slanderous here. But uh, your your assertion was, this is basically gambling, and they're saying it out loud. They're just pointing out, hey, this is totally gambling. Look at it. Here, in fact, here are the percentages you're gambling with. Yep. Okay. Uh, do you like Cheetos? Sure. I like Cheetos too. I, I think a lot of people like Cheetos. Cheetos are an amazing, amazing snack food. Did you know that Cheetos are one of the most interesting, most engineered snack foods ever? Because the way, the way Cheetos are made, while you're chewing them, they dissolve in your mouth. And by doing that, it tricks your body into thinking that you haven't really eaten anything, so you want more. I know that. I clearly know that. I've known it for years. But I still like Cheetos. I know what they're doing to me. I know what they've been engineered to do to me. But I still enjoy Cheetos. This article is basically discovering that these are Cheetos. 
Na na na. <laughs> so there you go. That's that's that one. But I, I have that's the one I wanted to circle back on. But I I really really want to talk about this this the list and why the list bugs me so damn much. Um. On the one hand, there's just the, the, the fact that they call this a set booster and these cards are not in the set, which intrinsically bugs me. Uh, but no, here's the feel bad thing that I worry about. So back when I was a judge, it would happen, not infrequently, it would happen that someone new would come into the store for like an F&M or like an afternoon tournament. And it was someone who had never been in the shop before. It was someone we didn't know. It was usually someone younger. It was usually a kid, right? And so you got a kid who's like, 10 maybe 12 years old and they sign up for the tournament and it happens to be a standard tournament and they sit down and they start to play and round one you get the judge call and you head over to that table and you see that hey it's the new 10 year old kid playing against somebody who's here like every single week yep. and they're like uh, hey uh hey clues uh this kid's got cards that aren't standard legal yep so this kid paid money. His parents dropped him off, right? And this kid paid money so that he was going to stay and play this tournament for three hours on a Friday night. It's a big deal. But his card, his deck has a bunch of non-legal cards in it. So now what do you do? Well, in the interest of customer service, of course, you, you remove him from the tournament. You refund his money. You apologize. You sit down. You explain to him why those cards can't be played. Okay, well, it's one thing if those are cards that he bought from the nickel bin up front. It's another thing if those are the cards that, you know, his, his older sibling had. But it's a completely different thing if that kid came to the store an hour early and bought 10 set boosters, opened them up, and built a deck out of them using these cards that appeared in the back that were neat looking cards with different frames and different. Oh, there were other cards with different frames in there too. Cause that can happen in the fireworks slots. Uh, but these cards aren't actually part of this set. These cards are not legal. And so now you have to explain to that kid how not only can he not play in your tournament with those cards, but he can't play in any of those Friday night tournaments with those cards because none of them are legal in the standard tournaments that you play in your shop. Those are the kinds of feel-bad moments that drive me up the wall because you can watch a child's world shatter. Now, for context, Clues, do you even like kids? Uh, No, I hate kids. And he's I'll not just, kidding about that. And yeah, yet. I'll just go ahead and say it. I, I actually, I'm, I'm glad that other people have them, but I don't like them. And but yet. at the same time, I don't want to be cruel to them. That's just, that's just mean. Yep. So, yeah, it really, <laughs> this slot just makes me sad is what this slot does. Yeah. So, would you believe that we're not even done with my other problems with this uh, product? I would not believe it, but carry on. So, you're you're getting less cards, right? Hang on, let's go back to... There we go. I can't find the number here. 
Uh, 12 magic cards, 14 cards in total. Yeah, but I can't find the number... Whoa! Silver Fist 727 just resubbed for the 14th month. Say, yay, sad children for the sake of gambling. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awful and hilarious. I'm going to put that as a possible show title. Statement out loud. But yeah, okay, so there's 14 cards in this deck, 12 of which are magic cards, or in this pack, right? Yeah. But in a draft booster, I, uh, there's they've got that number here somewhere, but damn if I can find it. There are, what, 15 cards and 14 are magic cards? Is that right? Yes. It's like 15 cards, including whatever they're putting in the land slot, which might just be a land. Right. So you're getting less stuff, just as far as number of cards. But theoretically, you're getting better stuff, more uh, useful well, stuff. In terms of total paper, you are acquiring less paper. Yes. It says they're going to cost a little more than draft boosters. We estimate about a dollar more per pack, but it may vary from region to region because we don't do MSRP. We hide behind regional differences as an excuse to not have MSRP anymore. Right. It says, but because you have an opportunity to open more rares per pack and it gives you the best case, you can open up to four rares or mythic rares in a set booster without counting the list, we expect that you will get the same number of rares and mythic rares per dollar spent as you would buying draft boosters. And also, set boosters come 30 to a booster box rather than 36 of draft boosters. So they're... You get less stuff, but it could be better stuff, so these are more expensive. Straight up gambling. (laughs) Yeah. And remember, this doesn't start till Zendikar Rising, which I completely missed at the beginning of the <clears throat> Manipal episode where we talked about this. So, yeah. Also, uh, Jace, Nissa, and Nahiri are going to be uh, the three planeswalkers in Zendikar Rising, and there's a new flavor of Omnath. Just Not because they showed the packaging here. So, yay. So... Yeah. Yay with with admitting to gambling. <laughs> I have serious problems with this product. Smashing, groovy, yay, capitalism. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Are we done flogging this horse? Uh, hold on. No, I got a, I'm just tabulating a thing here. Stand by. I've got a, I've got a, like, if I buy this horse sight unseen, then do I possibly get a second horse that can also be beaten? How many horses am I getting per value here? So chat just said something really dumb. Says, would you rather have normal boosters just go up to $5? That's the other answer. How are those two things related in any way? Uh, prices for packs have gone up at various points throughout Magic's history. Yeah, it's including like booster prices went up for the distributors when they got rid of MSRP. But WotC didn't say, hey, the MSRP is going up. So some stores just didn't raise the prices because people would bitch. And they just absorbed that loss. And other stores raised it 
people bitched and they were like, it's not our I mean, fault. The, like, whatever. Watsy didn't say anything about raising pack prices. Like, the core of your argument of would I rather have boosters just go up to $5 is essentially creating the scenario where no matter what, Watsy is getting an extra dollar out of each person. And, like, that doesn't actually have to be the case. Like, it's an option if they want to get an extra dollar, definitely. But, like, that's irrelevant to any given product. That's just them wanting an extra dollar. Yeah, that's just Watsy becoming, like, video game developers. I'm not even saying they're gouging there. I'm just saying, like, it's whatever they want to charge it for because there's no locked-in price for anything. Okay, so uh, I was just looking through the numbers here in the article and maybe someone's already tabulated this before, but I had to work through it myself. Uh, let's, let's look at the swing, shall we? From the uh, best case scenario of pack you can open and oh. worst case scenario of pack you can open. Okay. Okay. So worst case scenario, which I'm going to argue you're unlikely to be quite this unlucky, like all the way across the board. But if you open the worst all the way across the board, you are looking at, uh, Eight commons, one of which is a foil, an uncommon, one rare, and one land. No, I'm sorry, nine commons, one of which is a foil. There we go. Now the math adds up. Yeah. So nine commons, one of which is a foil, one rare, one uncommon, one land. Hooray. That was totally worth $5. It, it might be depending on the rare. Probably not, though. Your best case scenario, though, if you, like, just completely get lucky with everything, you are looking at seven uncommons, four mythics, one of which is a foil, and a land. And possibly a... Which could itself be a foil, I think. Yeah, that's true. And possibly some sort of mythic from the list. Oh, that's true. I completely forgot about the mythic from the list. Yeah. But I think if you look at the percentage chances of that, it's really low. Uh, yeah, it's real bad. But someone's so, going to open it and put it on YouTube and be like, wow. And get oh, God, yes. I mean, the Goyf foil Goyf pack does exist. It'll happen. Yeah. Your wife but, opened it. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. It did happen. But uh, yeah, the chances think- of that are so low. Another thing to note is that if you've ever actually been like buying boosters for the purposes of opening them, like you're that person who gets a booster box or six when a set comes out because you just want to have all the cards of the set and you just start opening stuff, pretty quickly you're really just opening a rare. Like, yep. You're just opening a rare. Like, so every other card in the pack is irrelevant. And if that's your goal, this for $5 is better than spending $4. Like, I mean, purely in the goal of getting the most rares. It is going to be better. I mean, I haven't done the math yet, but just based on what it looks like here, you're probably going to win more than you're going to lose on this. You just have to overset the dollar difference on the assumption that there are prices, which they don't have. But operating on the assumption of $4 versus $5, if at least one out of four times you get an extra rare, then cool, you you got there. Good job. You broke even. This is still not great. Um, you might do better than that sometimes, but if you're going to enter the world of the things that I'm opening are worth more, so they should cost more, stop buying packs. Like, 
you've now entered the world where like you're determining the value of what you're getting like financially in which case all sealed product is stupid and you should go buy singles you can't live in the middle of that you're either buying it for the fun experience which this could be you could enjoy that you could be buying it for the gambling <gasps> that's fine just know that that's what you're doing excuse me like i spend money on all kinds of stupid crap my phone here has way too much money in a literal gotcha game so i am throwing stones at no one for their bad choices like I make my own bad choices, and I promise you, my bad choices are on a different cost scale than what most people who spend money on Magic do. I get that. I buy anime crap. Where's I buy that mercy statue. <laughs> yeah, I, I buy expensive nerd crap all the time. Um, totally acknowledge that. That's what I do. Um, so I'm not judging anyone if that's what they enjoy doing. Like, just know that that's what you're doing. I'm not telling myself that all this nerd crap that I'm buying is going to be worth something someday. Cause that's stupid. Like this is worth way more to me. Like if you ever reach the point where you're the nerd, who's trying to fill out for insurance, how much your crap is worth just in case there's a fire, you're going to become abundantly aware that the stuff is worth way more to you than it is to anyone else. Like, <laughs> good luck trying to claim insurance on your magic collection, buddy. Like, no, it's paper. It's burning paper. Um, that's so, just not great. I, I did a quick back of the envelope calculation looking at these percentages. And I think if I did my math right, and we don't have percentages on all of these slots, right? So for instance, we don't know uh, when you've got a foil. We don't know the the number, the, the chance of your foil being a mythic foil. Okay? Oh, it's but the same you, as... Is it the same as just I think a normal the same as usual, booster? Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, the problem is in your in your rare slot, you've got a one out of every seven point four rares is going to be a mythic rare. They told us that, and that's the same as in a draft booster. But when you get to the foil slot, the foil slot could be any rarity. So I don't know how they'll distribute that slot: common, uncommon, rare, mythic, rare. Right. So there there are certain slots I can't calculate here. But with just with the percentages that I found. That, that like dream pack that we described that someone's going to open and put on social media, mm-hmm. I think one out of every 50,000 boosters that's opened <laughs> will do that. Oh, man, let's buy two. And, and I, I think that's an upper limit on the chances. I think it's actually much worse than that. I, I think that really this is one of those things where if you're buying it for the thrill of opening it and having neat stuff in it, this is going to be a better value for you than buying a normal booster pack because there's more chances to surprise yourself and have fun with it yeah that's what you're paying for if that's the experience you want here you go yeah like at this point i i don't even really fault watsy because they've acknowledged that they built an audience of gamblers and now they're milking the cow and like i mean there's a lot wrong with this entire scenario but i'm not surprised by it they're just getting better at it or like worse, depending on your well, perspective. Like, from their point of view of making money out of an audience that they have bred for this, they're finally like collecting. And they're collecting as much as they can during a time when companies are falling apart left and right. And they're relying on crazy gimmicks and whatnot to keep going because they can't sell a lot of paper right now. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of that Matrix thing where every time they destroy us, they get a little bit faster the next time and a little bit better the next time. And they've just hurt us a lot. Uh, but if people are going to keep buying it, then they're going to keep doing it. Like if people 
really take a fundamental dislike of these practices, they'd stop buying stuff. Like, just don't buy them. Like, don't want them. Don't reward them. Yeah, the problem is Magic players don't have that ability. They can go, meh, on social media and then still buy all the stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, the Star Wars... As I've been saying for literal years, Magic players are stupid. Well, like, the Star Wars fans are going to bitch and moan about how much they hate every new Star Wars movie. But they're they're still still going to go see it in the theaters, yeah. They're still going to buy a ticket. They're still going to see it because it's just part of their identity. Like, this is Magic players. This is what we do. This is every kind of nerd. Like, this is not unique to Magic players. There have been communities treated worse than Magic players um, by their corporate overlords. It's just this one's getting a lot better at it, and therefore it's taking more. But um, Which just because first. other companies have done it worse doesn't mean that Watsi gets a pass. No, just it's to be not clear. a pass. Yeah. Like, Watsi's <laughs> not special. That's what people have to come to terms with. We've created this idea that they were special for years because they did put in the lip service to feel good. It's just now we have to acknowledge that they're and not. While we're acknowledging things, we were implicit, complicit in that. Yeah, yeah. Like we being we the three it. of us, we were like, yeah. well, it's Watsy. It's not like they're knowingly. Yes, they were. Yeah, yeah. There, there's I mean, nearly like there's what six hundred episodes of Manipool, and like for our end of things, between like four and five hundred episodes of us, um, depending on host liking Watsi and what they do and like for the longest time like you know they reacted to criticism and that was great they backed off they did things they never had to do they were super transparent with us for the longest time and they made a lot of choices that I respected I just also acknowledge that they've made a lot of financial decisions the last two to three years that I don't agree with. And they've gotten a lot more predatory with their practices. And I don't appreciate that. And so I stopped buying the product. Also, I've been busy and had other interests and spent all my money in stupid gotcha games. So like, you know, there's plenty of reasons I'm not buying magic right now, but it is definitely going to be one of those things where, you know, like I'm not giving them a pass anymore because I could, I can give someone a pass if I think this is the one mistake in a million and they do a lot to rectify it, but that's not what happens. This is everything's a mistake all the time. And I also want to say the reason that I haven't just said this sucks, I'm stopping is because someone has to point these things out because there's all the content creators that are still, and I'm not putting myself on any kind of pedestal here by, by any stretch, but all the content creators who like rely on Wizards of the Coast and are locked into magic have to continue blowing Wizards of the Coast or else they don't get the good stuff. They don't get the preview cards. They don't get the spot on the homepage. So they're not going to say Wizards is gambling and they're trying to screw you. But I don't care. Watsi hasn't given me anything in a long time. So it's not like getting blacklisted is going to do anything to me. <laughs> So to my mind, there was this kind of tacit agreement between we, the magic community, and Watsi themselves. We all knew that they were selling loot boxes. We all knew that booster packs were gambling. We all understood that on some fundamental level. Um, we all knew that... I, I, did, I did not until just recently, unfortunately. We all knew that they were making new products in order to get our money, right? 
because that's what they do. And yeah. as a company, that's what they should be doing. It makes perfect sense. But there was this tacit agreement that as long as they don't do that too much, we'll keep buying it. Yeah. As long as they don't push it too hard, we'll keep buying it. And over the past several years, I really feel like the rate of product has increased. Like we, we used to joke that we were in never ending preview season. It's not a joke anymore. We're really literally in never ending preview season. Really? All of the, if you remember like five to 10 years ago, the way that people would react to Watsi on Twitter with the most negative hyperbolic nonsense every time they did anything. Well, they just grew into that. Like it's not hyperbole anymore. Like, and that sucks. Like, Part of the reason we like to defend them is because people were being ridiculous. Like, you know, we made the comment about being angry about how the $20 bill in their pack was folded because that's the way people were reacting. Like, the thing is, we got so used to people being hyperbolically negative that when there were real problems, we did a whole lot of looking the other way because everything always felt like it was overdone. And if you just waited a little bit, we'd all calm down and it would be fine. Yeah. Um, like I said, we've been complicit in this. Yeah. But like, and, and yeah, Chad just said magic is one of the best games in the world because it has designers who have a mostly good hit rate. And it is magic is a great game. I've learned since the introduction of arena that I don't like magic as a game that much. I like magic as a way, something to do with all my friends, because that's how all, all a bunch of my friends and I met. All of my Manipool co-hosts, we played uh, magic constantly in college and after college, all the time. That's what brought us together as a group of friends. That's why I started the show, is because my group of friends started to dissipate. And I went, whoa! And I was like, podcast about magic! And uh, reeled them back in, and now we talk every week. And it's awesome. But I realized that uh, several years ago that I don't like playing magic with people that aren't the dorks. I just don't. And when arena came out, I realized I don't like playing magic without the dorks at all, <laughs> but that doesn't mean it's a bad game. I magic is a brilliant game, but we're not talking about the game design. We're talking about the corporate side, the marketing. Yeah, they're still the, producing a game that has got good cards that are fun to play against one another, if that's what you want to do. Ouch. They're still releasing multiple sets a year. It's just there's a lot of other stuff that they do now that they did a lot less of before. Yeah, and for me, the 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 secret layers were the, the final, like, red flag that they've shifted from trying to make money to trying to make all the money. I think it's one of those I, things. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, you know, I, I think the secret layers actually illustrate perfectly what I was trying to talk about with this kind of tacit agreement that we had. That as long as they didn't go to the well too often, the well wouldn't run dry, right? We yep. would keep refilling it. Secret layers as a concept was neat. Okay, here's a thing that we can't fit into any other thing product-wise, it just doesn't work, but it's some cool stuff that we want to try and do. And so we're like, hey, that's kind of neat. And they made one and we're like, oh, that one's kind of neat. And then they made a second one. We're like, well, that one's also kind of neat. Maybe it's not for me. Maybe it's for other people, but yeah, it's still kind of neat. Then they made 20 of them. (laughs) Yeah. And it was, it was too much, too fast, constantly. Well, and it's become, it's, it's like, 
it's like the train is out of control, right? It, it's like we, we just keep speeding up and speeding up and speeding up and we're just reaching the point. It's, it's a breaking point, right? And uh, as people have pointed out, the, and Chewie has definitely pointed out, the, the answer is really just stop buying this stuff. And I'm really worried that we are headed toward a, a 90s comics crash. That they're going to do stuff that guarantees a quick fix financially that makes the money in the short term, but destroys the market in the long term. I mean, look at us, okay? We, we had decades between us, decades of goodwill towards Watsy. I don't think there's a lot of that left. The, the benefit of the doubt is gone, right? I think, I, I, I hope I'm not speaking too much for all no, of us, I, but. I'm looking at them the same way they look at other companies. And that's sad because I didn't do that before. And that might have yeah. been naivete on my part, but they did enough things to convince me from time to time that they were in it for good stuff. Because like, I liked going to Magic because barring a few exceptions that are really awkward to look at, they're one of the only places where you can see like women and you know, fantasy that aren't wearing like the chainmail bikinis and all of that. Like this is where you can go to see representation of not white people in fiction. Like there's a bunch of stuff there that they do that does win a lot of, you know, good renown. They've done a lot of good things. Um, these are also all things that didn't cost them any money, but they did stand by them. They didn't like retreat and wither under it, give or take some bad novels. Um, but they did things. And I think that over time that just hurt. But also I, I really think that the thing to I'm seeing now that I didn't see before is that when you're experimenting on the lab rat, you shock it and then you shock it again and then you shock it again. And at the end of the day, your goal is to find out how many shocks it takes to kill it. This is a messed up experiment, but that's the way you find out how many shocks kills it. They've been shocking our wallets and shocking yeah. our wallets to see how much we'll sustain. And you're not going to find out how much until it's too much. And that's what this has been. This is That's what the product blitz has been. It started out with some premium products and some side things, and that's cool. But for the longest time, Magic products were, here's a bunch of different ways to get the same booster packs. And you can go for the one that works for you, and occasionally here's something else that's neat. But now it's very much baiting out the collectors rather than just the players. Like, I'm not telling you not to buy Magic cards. I'm telling you not to buy crazy premium alternate art foil tournament edition dual shot compatible 64 Magic cards. And just if you do, buy, buy them, them from your local game store. Yeah, just like just go buy the, the normal booster packs, play the normal set, enjoy it, enjoy Zendikar, enjoy all of this stuff the same way you always did. Just don't reward this other stuff. And if people do continue to reward this other stuff, they're going to keep doing it. And those people... You can't stop them. They're going to spend their money on what they want to spend their money on. There may be an entire market for this, and they may now be being served in a way that they weren't before. But it's acknowledging that, like, Watsi has decided that that is something they're willing to do to make money, and I don't like that. So that's really it. None of this is us saying burn Watsi down. This is just acknowledging that we don't like what we see. Yeah. I had a, oh, hang on. There was a point I was going to make. Something relevant to what you just said. Damn it. Oh, yeah. Just a few episodes ago, which is probably like two months ago now because we've been recording at such an infrequent rate. 
but we talked about Rosewater shoving his foot in his mouth again by saying on Twitter, well, the reason we're making this expensive stuff is because if we don't make the expensive stuff, then the rich people won't give us their money. Like he said that. That was his excuse. He's like, this is why we're doing such high-end premium stuff. It's because we want their money. I think if you're going to make the argument that, you know, we're doing what companies do, then you get treated like companies. I don't have this loyalty in any other brand. It's like, man, I sure do hope that, you know, Samsung gets all my money next time they release a phone because they earned it. Like, no, I buy a phone if I want the phone. I don't buy a phone if I don't want the phone. And if it costs too much, I might wait. Like, that's just it. I don't have any loyalty to them or anything else. Same way I don't have any loyalty to Apple or PC or any of that stuff. These are just means to an end. And if it means to end for Magic for me as I buy Magic cards to play Magic, then that's cool. But it's not like, wow, Watsy's doing a lot of really good stuff. I want to buy this and support it so they do more of that. Like, no, I'm not. It's not my thing. Now, I'll, I'll continue to buy, like, awesome audiobooks if they start writing good books again. And, I mean, that's a good but if they do, I'll buy them. Like if they make their cool, you know, Netflix show or whatever, or their animated stuff, or they release other neat stuff, I will consume that because I'm way more interested in the setting and the stories than the game. And if they put out cool stuff and it doesn't offend everyone, then yeah, I'm I'm in. But yeah, it's another thing they've gutted the the lore, the story side of things. We don't get we don't even get posts on the mothership anymore. We just get little blocks about cards. Yeah. I think they I think they put a whole lot of themselves in the lead up and payoff of War of the Spark. And I have super commend them for that. Like whether or not I agree with how the books turned out, the entire hype going into that was real. That was great. That was the payoff of a long time. It was really cool. We got a set with like 40 planeswalkers in it. It really was the culmination of a lot of stuff. And that was awesome. They just didn't have anything after that. And, like, they might be slow roll setting up the next thing. I don't know. But they haven't really been handling it well. And as someone who doesn't care about the cards themselves and is more interested in the rest of it, I haven't really seen a lot lately that's made me excited. Yeah, they had the Throne of Eldrain book. Was that it? <laughs> um, did Ikoria have any kind of story? Anything? I don't think it did. I don't think Ikoria got a book. Um, oh, I know they didn't do audiobooks for any more of these things either after the two that they did for War of the Spark. Um, oh, the Wildered Quest didn't get an audiobook? Oh. I don't think so. Huh. I think they just did those two and that was it. Um it's just like the the focus of the company has become very clearly we need to aim for these like premium high-end purchasers and the people that just want to play magic just get them on arena and big shocker when you shift your demographic like that some people are going to feel left out but yeah i was lucky enough to be flat broke for many years so i haven't bought anything magic in a long time so 
I completely missed the whole urge to buy Magic because I couldn't afford it. So I didn't even think about it. So... I I also <laughs> think that... And, like, this doesn't really affect us or likely any of the listeners in any direct way, but... The big shift from the, like, the community built around going to tournaments and PTQs and all of that stuff got sidelined pretty hard. And I think that started a lot of the ill will as well. Like, the judge program getting chucked through a, you know, elevator shaft didn't help. Um, And then tossing down some, like, SCG and Channel Fireball people on top of you probably wasn't great either. Um, It became very clearly about making that money. And just that and all of these other things that were like big, more community focused stuff were just shut to the side because they don't make that money. And so you just have to look at them like a company. Um, Do we want to talk about what's left of their tournaments since we still haven't done that part? Yeah, I don't know how we got this far off the rails, but I I enjoyed it. Yeah, I was going to say, I think this was a good discussion. It's one of the better ones we've had in a while. I think it was the open and honest one. Like, this is the tangent we get on when a product comes out that is, like, the embodiment of all of our gripe. Also, just one one more thing. Like, Columbo, one more thing. Uh, The Commander Collection Green has been rescheduled for December 4th due to production delays. I don't know when it was supposed to come out, but now it's December. Yeah. I I have to assume it's because they spent all of their green points on cards that got banned. Because <laughs> green's been kicking it pretty hard lately. That's... Damn it, that's funny. So, alright. Uh, also, there was a state of the game for Arena. Jumpstart is, is out. And, uh, yeah, the rest of this doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> oh, and wait, is Jumpstart out or is Jumpstart? Yeah, Jumpstart's out because people are complaining that you can't buy Jumpstart packs. You have, if you want Jumpstart crap, you have to craft it or enter the release event, which might be over by now. I don't know. I don't play that game. That sounds awful. It it does. Yeah. Like, I saw uh, a bunch of, like, pros saying, I really wish I could play Historic, but I can't get these cards without crafting them, and I don't have 40 rare wild cards to just throw away. So, I guess I'm not playing Historic, and I went, you know, that's... I mean, fair. Huh. (laughs) It's probably not a good look there, Watsy, to not be able to just buy packs. Buy packs! Yeah, this is actually kind of the weird opposite end of everything we were just talking about. Like, when it comes to Arena, you can't just give them money and get cards after they spend so much effort in paper magic taking your money for cards. And uh, Amonkhet Remastered, by the way, is coming on August 13th. Uh, Pioneer Masters is scheduled for some time in the fourth quarter. And they're working on mobile. Okay. Neat. But alright, so yeah. There was a big tournament, like I said, I think at the very beginning. The Player Store Finals happened two weeks ago. And then this week, this weekend, was the the top eight. 
Because esports, I guess. Yeah, gotta have that week of hype. I guess. Like they they had an event to reveal the bracket <laughs> on Friday or Thursday, whatever the day before sure. the tournament. They were like, "Join us for the bracket reveal," and I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> with eight players, there's only so many options. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it would be really funny if they did it, like, the anime tournament arc style, where you're all standing there, and then they just have to, like, do the power walk up to the stage and then draw a lot. And then we just find out that it's just, you know, whatever nonsense anyway. Because who cares? Like, you're all amazing. You're here. How about it? It's, it's very weird. But... Yeah, so real quick, I, I pulled up the, the metagame breakdown of day two. At least I think this was, yeah, the day two metagame breakdown from the previous week. Just to get a look at the uh, the numbers. And uh, Teamer Reclamation day two was 39% of the field. Four Color Reclamation was 21.5% of the field. And Bant Ramp was 12% of the field. Don't you love that diversity? So that's like 40, 60, that's like 75 almost percent of the that's, field was... That's so much Abzan. It's um, crazy. Yeah. And then everything else is single digit. 4% mono green aggro. Sure. 5.4% mono white aggro. Like, yeah, maybe some stuff needed to be banned. <laughs> mm. it's just a little bit. I mean, that's how you do it. So anyway, uh, going back to the top eight, let's see here. I think these, these are not in order. Great. All right, fine. So who, who won? Uh, yeah, Christoph Prinz won. He was running four color reclamation. He fought this person in the finals, uh, Riku Kumagai. Is that right? Uh, yes. Mr. Japanese pronunciation guy? Well, and more, I was looking to see if, he was, if it was the right person, and it took me a second to realize why you were actually asking me. I'm oh, like, okay. Uh, you have it in front of you. Got it, yeah. Okay. Uh, guy. Yes. So that that four color reclamation desk has a deck has eleven band cards in it. Is that right? Uh, three to fairy, four reclamation. Where's the growth? Yep, four growth spiral. And I bet the other. Nope, there's no more reclamation in the board. Okay. Okay, just checking. Just wanted to make sure that this is relevant to everyone's uh, planning from here on out. Yeah. 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 But yeah. Uh, Riku Kumagai was running a mono black aggro in the uh in the finals so trying desperately to slay the giant that was reclamation and didn't quite get there still impressive still impressive yeah, it is and i don't think there are any banned cards in this one are there uh I mono mean, black mono no black, yeah all right way to go that cat cobbler. so yeah. then i think we're i, th- I think our our uh our stuff breaks down here because I don't think Patrick Fernandez ended up in third because he dropped out way over here. Once you get the lower brackets, it gets a lot harder to read this. 
so we'll just say the rest of the top eight, uh, Patrick Fernandez was running the Teamer Reclamation deck, which has uh, just eight banned cards, I think, right? <laughs> just. There's your problem. Yeah. You're only operating at, like, 50% capacity. Yeah. Uh, Michael Jacob was playing uh, Mardu Winota. Wow. Winota. Good old Winota. Didn't she get banned in Brawl? Good. Uh, <laughs> Christopher Larson was playing the Jund Sacrifice deck with the now banned... Uh, wait. Cauldron Familiars. Oh, that's what it was called, yeah. Wait, was the Mono Black deck running it? I don't I don't think so. I didn't I didn't remember seeing it there, no. no I was no, looking forward and I didn't see it. But... That's that. Uh, Raph Levy was playing... Imagine that. Azorius Control. Hmm. Yep. Four fairies. Well, that's how they get you. Yep. Uh, Benjamin White. White? Ben, uh... White, probably. Was running the four-color reclamation deck. Four, eight, twelve. Twelve uh, banned cards. Ah, ah, ah. And then Alan Wu was also running Team of Reclamation. With eight. Nope. Yep. Eight band cards. Good so joke. this is what we meant when we said like the, the top end of the magic. Yeah. Uh, let's say pyramid where down here's all the scrubs. Like what I'd be playing if I was playing standard. And as you go up higher, it gets narrow and narrow and narrower until you have everyone 70 some percent of the field playing something reclamation. Yeah. So, yeah, just a quick glance at the uh, <laughs> the meta that was as of this morning and is no longer. <laughs> but I congrats mean, to Christoph Prince make... for winning the first of the yeah. new Pro Tours, just to nice. put it in context until we all get used to it and hope they don't change it again, again, again. Right. So Player what was that, Squee? Extreme tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I still think that the the trophies are weird looking, but I, I appreciate that they are getting ever so much closer to the Eye of Sauron. I'm and sorry. Did I just shift into a a weird phantom world where there is a big flaming eye looking at me and talking to me and telling me it can see me? I mean, probably. You're you're still in Kernersville, right? Yeah. <laughs> You guys have one of those, right? <laughs> I mean, it's in Greensboro, but we can see it. Well, yeah, I mean, it night. is far as being, like, you know, the triad. <laughs> um, for anyone who's never been there, yeah, they have one. It's really scary. Don't go there. Um, and if you have been there, just roll with it. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that if you want to make a solid argument for banning a bunch of cards, you just point to this. <laughs> Turns out. Yeah. Yeah. Might be a small problem there. But hey, solve the problem with For a now. mighty hammer. I uh I saw someone describe the bannings today and it may have just been with respect to Pioneer. Uh that it was like uh taking it off and nuking it from orbit, but in a good way. Oh well. That's nice. Yeah, I 
I kind of look forward to seeing what card gets banned out of the next set. Now that it's happening so often, it's kind of fun just to look and see what high-profile card they said was going to be the good one. Because they're clearly willing to push things to ban-worthy levels now since it builds the hype and creates the set and lets them run sort of shorter seasons by just banning stuff. So now I just want to see that. Like, I want to look over the list and go, oh, that's the banned one. That one right there. And it not just be, you know, nitpicky nerd stuff like it used to be when we would say that's going to get banned. Like, we just can actually pick now. Hmm. So it looks like we have seven weeks until Zendikar Rising comes out. Uh, that's like 12 preview seasons. It's like so three marches. It's, it's uh, Yeah. Ugh. So... That means hopefully we get our slight reprieve on never-ending preview season for another few precious weeks. <laughs> but it also I means mean... this new meta. <laughs> Shut up. I just, I just love your optimism. Go on, go on. I'm sorry. I said hopefully. That also means that this new meta is less than has less than two months to be a thing. I mean, that, that's more exciting. I, yeah, that. like that's cool. So in, enjoy it. That mono black deck is going to tear stuff up until people figure out what's going on. I saw a lot or of people not. say uh, today on Twitter saying, okay, just play mono red. And I went, somewhere Clues is smiling. <laughs> I mean, look, he's the one who used the monkey paw. He still had to get his wish in some form. I, I did. The trick to the monkey's paw is that all of the fingers are somehow the middle finger. Um... But I, I do Whoa, think that, that's that's deep. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that this is fine and that's fun. And honestly, I, I'm okay with them banning cards. Like, again, I'm not buying them, so I don't have the same level of investment. But I would prefer they ban cards and shake up the format to having the same deck list all year and hoping that maybe the next set will disrupt it enough. Like, if they're not going to print, like, sets that surprise me constantly which is not really a realistic expectation i'm glad they're willing to hit things with a big hammer when needed oh yeah i i think that their old policy of just let it ride there's only two months left Mm -hmm. was never good (laughs) no we put up with a lot of formats way longer than we should have um as someone whose introduction to like tournament magic was about the same time that fairies was a thing. Ah. Like, that's not a great first impression. Because, um, like, there were definitely, like, there was Dragonstorm and there was Pickles and there was all that stuff at the time, too. But the first time I really encountered a fairy stack was, like, one of the first times I built, a like, an actual deck I was trying to not just play casually. And uh, that was an absolutely miserable experience. But that kind of stuff lingered for a long time because they just didn't do anything about it. Like, the cards were blatantly broken for their format. But didn't matter because they were just going to wait it out and hope for the best. And now they don't do that anymore. So, you know, for all the crap that we're giving them, at least the people making the actual cards seem to have figured something out. Yeah. Like if you're going to push the envelope, you have to be more aggressive with the banning. And if you're not going to push the envelope, you don't. And they're deciding to push the envelope. So they ban things when necessary. Like, like, you can get all nostalgic. The Discord server, actually, the Manipul Discord server, was getting all nostalgic for, you remember when we didn't have bands in Standard? And I do, and that was both good and bad. Because sometimes things were bad for a long period of time, and other times mm-hmm. things were kind of boring. 
Like, you remember the level of crazy when Jason Stoneforge got banned? And we're like, what? You can do that? Because it hadn't been done in so long. Yeah, it was... Someone in the Discord server pointed out it was like six years before that, and then six years again until more bannings. Like, I think that was the first banning since... Like... Affinity? I think we really just had that long of a run without bands. Like, if you can imagine the entirety of modern history, like the the sets that fall into modern, the first banning was Jay's. Yeah, hang on, I can. I think I, I can tell you. Real well, quick. did they actually ban GTA, or did it just was it just good? Uh, it never got banned in standard. No. Yeah, I think it got banned in standard, and that's the only thing that I could think of that might have. In that window. Okay, hang on. 2017. We had bannings. 2011, yeah. So Jason Stoneforge Mystic. And then 2017 was when they started banning stuff again. So yeah, six and then years. Before, and then before that. And then before that was six years, 2005. Yeah. Which was the uh, Artifact Lands and Disciple and Ravager. Yeah, it was... There's a reason they went back and destroyed that plane. <laughs> like, it's like never again. They invented a new broken mechanic and Phyrexian mana to replace Affinity. Because matter cannot be created or destroyed, only corrupted and changed. Yeah. But like, and there's actually a Manipal episode on this. I think we named it, what did we name it? The History of Standard Bands or something like that? I remember that, yeah. Yeah, where we actually went back and covered all the bands that had ever happened in standard up until that point that episode would be twice as long now <laughs> and it would just be block like you'd have nine of them from this year alone yeah but like there there are pros and cons too and this is more not news thing it's just us talking but there's there are pros and cons to lots of standard bands and no standard bands yeah. and from from the health of the game perspective not I bought this thing and now it's wasted money perspective mm -hmm. because magic is gambling in several different ways. <laughs> yeah. Don't expect your cards to retain value. Like uh, there are too many things, even outside rotation that will kill it. But like, like I said, if, if you're the design is deciding, okay, we're going to ramp things up and try to, you know, shake things up and do interesting things. Sometimes that's going to bite you in the ass. And so you have to pay, or if your development team is asleep on the job, cough, oko, cough, uh, yeah. then you've, you've got to have bands or else things are going to get miserable. So like, here's a prompt. If we had the, the band philosophy of today, Ow. do you think that we would have actually had um, Delver? For its full duration. Because it was I, very clear they had not planned on it being that good. I do not remember Delver in Standard, so I, I can't answer that. Like, Delver was the in most of the decks because it, it was the sword yeah. and ended the game. I, I, I think yeah. you're right. I think they would have banned it. I mean, I'm not saying it needed to be banned, but I think the way that they're banning things now for being too prevalent. I think they would have been willing to ban like a common or uncommon or whatever it was. 
or maybe like one of the swords or something probably not the swords but i think it's something that they would have been willing to kill if they were approaching it the way they're approaching things now um like i'm just trying to think of other cards that i don't think would have survived because like it's fun to say oh they get the rhino but the rhino was never really the problem the problem was that like abzan was amazing and it also had a rhino like yeah it just had too many good cards it's just all the good cards were there and you could run things pretty easily but like i think delver was probably the most oppressive card that wasn't banned in shaping its format chat points out that uh i don't know if i agree with the biggest reason but an- another big reason the things are getting banned now is because there's a lot more magic being played now than even five years ago and that is completely accurate yeah we're we're solving formats a lot faster we're also settling into what we find a lot faster and there's just so much more of it that they just you know tried to do everything they could to cut off the information we got so that it would last longer (laughs) but yeah more tournaments more things going on yeah but you know what it's almost midnight it's true it is yeah we should stop this that's probably true so uh i will do the uh end of show spiel so hey if you want to help support what i do with all of this content that i make i do the mana pool and monday night magic whenever there's news we do monday night magic and whenever so our personal lives have been a little weird since the uh the the coronavirus hit Uh, i know that for the mana pool mike's job is has spent the last month and a half trying to kill him so like half the time when we don't record it's because Mike is like I'm I'm not going to make it. I just can't. I'm not going to get done until God knows when. And uh yeah. Let's, let's sort these this way this time. Ooh. Um And yeah, Dirk is really stressed cuz Dirk's the teacher. So yeah, the manipul has not been going as frequently as uh, we might like. And also, we're all disillusioned with Watsy too. So, you know, there's that. Yeah. But <laughs> that's not the primary reason we haven't been recording. That's it's just a... a I'm going to say tertiary. But uh, I also recently altered my... Uh, relationship with YouTube, where I've no longer... It's been a while since we did Monday Night Magic, so I don't think I've said this here. It's been a while since since I... No. Uh, I, I no longer have lashed myself into doing uh, one YouTube video every day, guaranteed. Because that got me nowhere. <laughs> just, just nowhere. Uh, being consistent every day at the same time, all the time, the algorithm didn't care. So... So I've decided to refocus. I'm not abandoning the YouTube channel. In fact, I've got YouTube videos going up every day this week. But that's after missing like four days. But that means that I can... Like, I did the math and I I put... I was making something like... Some number of, 
of cents an hour or something, but with the YouTube videos, because YouTube doesn't pay for crap unless you're big, and I'm not big. So rather than keep pouring so much of myself into something that's not paying off, because I do have bills and need to eat and stuff, uh, I've decided to refocus. I'm going to only put up YouTube videos when I have something to put up, and I won't kill myself to make sure I have all these YouTube videos every every day. Ugh. And it's been a lot better for me, actually, in just a couple weeks since I made that decision, just from a mental health perspective. I, Yay. Because it was affecting the way that I do... I've got a whole video about this uh, on the YouTube channel. But... And there's a Gannett. Ah. But, uh... Like, it was affecting the way that I would stream things and what I would stream and when I would stream and how I would stream... And it's, that's not good to feel like, okay, I want to play this, but I can't stream that because that's not going to guarantee give me the seven videos I need for next week. So I got to do this instead. I don't want to do this, but it's the only thing I got right now that'll give me seven videos for next week because I won't be able to stream any because we got the watch party. I do watch parties every Saturday night, by the way. If you've got Amazon Prime, you should come hang out with us. Next week, by the way, the plan is to watch Beastmaster, the 80s movie, and Highlander. I have awesome 80s action movies. Yes. 80s fantasy action movies. Yeah. Last week we watched The Running Man and the first Terminator movie. And it was awesome. Nice. But anyway. So like Saturdays are out and Fridays I usually just play Skyrim. Which that's not youtube That's my post-Skyrim stream where I start late and go late. And it's just a way to relax. But that's not YouTube content. And Monday's Monday Night Magic. And Tuesday's the night off to shoot things in the face. And so that means on like Wednesday and Friday are my only two days. And I've got to get seven days worth of YouTube videos out of it. And it was just bad. It was just bad. So yeah. But anyway, yeah. So I don't don't have daily YouTube videos going up. But that means that the quality will increase. I'm going to go for quality over quantity. Instead of just turning them out because I have to. I'm focused on doing better things. I've got a new thing in the works. I'm working on an ang- a completely new thing. I'm working on an angle on that. And actually, I gave myself a haircut, and I recorded the whole thing in case there's content there because it was a strange experience. It was a very strange experience. You should just put it to music. Uh, I've, I haven't figured out what I'm going to do with it yet, but I'm going to do I'm gonna try to do something with it and see if I can get something watchable and useful. I had the camcorder set up in the bathroom with, you know, just the camcorder microphone and, like, the bathroom lighting. So it's it's not going to look or sound pretty, so i got to figure out something else to do with it. But anyway. You need to drop in the background from Psycho. <laughs> it was actually facing away from the shower curtain, so I couldn't even do something with that. Anyway, anyway. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so I stream... During the week, and I, uh, and we have YouTube videos. Yay. <laughs> I don't remember where I was going with this, but hey, if you would like to help support what I do, you can go to patreon.com slash the pool, sign up to be a lifeguard. You can get, uh, the odds and ends, get the early access to videos and stuff. And with, when I get, uh, if, if I take this new idea, this new project a step further, you're going to get like a first a first pass to let me know 
how it is uh, if you're a lifeguard. I'll be like, hey, I what? I don't under help. Is this good? What what can I? What do I need to change? So yeah, that'll that'll that's another perk. Look at that. But anyway, anyway. So yeah. Also, you can get the sponsorship shout out on both podcasts. So I'd like to thank, in no particular order, apparently, uh, the Beast Father, Aaron Goodwine, Al, Aleph Cat, ALK Alters, Andrew Hunt, Lands Delicious, Cody Buckowing, wait, hang on, Connor Kennedy, Danny Leal, Jake Jansons, Jason Doan, Jason Kaus, don't trust people named Jason. No reason. Jeff Spencer, John Parker, John Morris, Casey. Backwards Logic, Kim Ho, Beardy Man, Gothic Man, whoa, uh, PJ McMullen, Scuzzo, and Timu Hellas, how are you? I'm sure after all these years, I'm still saying his name wrong, and that bothers me. So yes, thank you to all of the Mythic Lifeguards. Alright, so, uh, co-host guys. Meh. What, what y'all got? How's it going? Where can we find you? All that good stuff. Uh... Twitter, Squee Goblin to Bob, No Iron Goblin, because it was the last thing that was phased out and it might not come back for a while, given to Fairy's Gone. Um, for the most part, I've been doing work, <laughs> just working constantly at all times. I was working while we were doing the setup for this show. Um, he was. I spent a great deal of time sitting in this chair doing work stuff, so I have not had a great deal of crazy escapism outside of that um in terms of stuff like i'm still slowly making my way through last of us 2 but it's taking a while since i only really played a few hours a week um i audio booked my way through the new dresden book and i'll just say for anyone who's been sitting there for it he very blatantly did write one really 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 long book that was too long to print and so we cut it up into two books so you might just want to wait for the second one to come out because it is very clearly halfway through a book where this one finishes. So like the other one comes out in like two months. It's not like it's a big thing. Oh, right. Okay. Like it was written as one long book and it was finished. It's just split in half for release because of paper. Um, So like if you've been waiting for five years for a Dresden book, like wait two more months and just get a whole Dresden book. It's just really long. It was good. It's just long. Um, and so like, I'm just going to be in pause mode on that. Um, like in the interviews, he said, yeah, the publisher said, so we don't really want to do this or the book's going to cost like 40 to $60. And he's like, well, I don't want that. So they just split it up. That is not um, a small number. No, not for paper. Like it would have been a super big book and I don't blame them for spreading that out. So I think the other one comes out in like October or something, but whatever the case, if you've been waiting, wait a little bit longer and just get one big book. Um, other than that, I started watching Recreators, which is an anime that's on Amazon Prime that people have been telling me to watch for a while, and I finally got around to it. I'm liking it. It's a bit more talky than I expected, but it's it's scratching a lot of the fun itches. The premise is that what happens if um, people's anime and manga and video game characters start appearing in the real world and have all of their powers intact and have reasons to be mad at each other. So you get like the guy who summons an actual massive giant robot 
and like he's the only person in the world with a giant robot or you get the magical girl who flies around and is now in a world where people bleed and does not understand what's going on and freaks the hell out which is pretty funny um it's just a whole bunch of genres clashing into each other and like i think that's really neat um it it's sort of got a ready player one sort of vibe to it just because like if you understand the things that it's referencing it's a lot of fun if you don't then it's just weird stuff but i've been enjoying that um this came out years ago i'm just late to it and i guess while i'm if you've been missing the harry potter feel and don't want to deal with jk rowling and all of her issues right now um little witch academia is on netflix and it's great it's a really good anime you could watch it with children it's like tvy7 but it's also great for adults it's a lot of fun it's by studio trigger when they have their act together and aren't just doing boobs so um if you want um magical school escapism it's a really really good one so go give that a check out if you nice even i've heard that that's good and i haven't i don't watch anime yeah it's great um it's one of my favorite anime because it's just good and it um it has an ending like it actually has a full series with an ending and it resolves everything and that's that that's great yeah nonsense and it's not forever long either it's just like 24 ish episodes so you can just run with it um but it's good i like it um i've been recommending it to my friends who have kids so i think it's a good option for that so it's about enough for me. So now I'm going to give it to clues. Hey, uh, me, you can find on Twitter. I'm at lock a spelled just like it is in the show notes. We have show notes. You should look at those to find out how to spell lock a. So you can go find me on Twitter. Um, I spend more time there than I should, to be honest with you. I mostly read it and become sad. And then I read news sites and I become sad. I spend a lot of time sad lately. Have you tried uh, doing other stuff? I, I have but there's a lot of sadness to go around Hmm. on a completely related matter. um, You should probably make sure you're registered to vote and maybe, maybe do that. Have a plan for when that rolls around. Don't just, don't just wing it at the last minute. You want to make sure you're know where you need to go and what you need to do. And if you have to go out for God's sake, wear a mask. And if you don't want to go out, instead stay in and I guess do what I've been doing when I haven't been sad, and that is uh, playing Ghost of Tsushima on uh, the PS4. If you have a PS4, get this game. Oh my god. I've heard it good is, things. It is hands down the most beautiful, visually stunning game I have ever played. And I, I don't know why I didn't really expect that at the end of the PS4's life cycle, but uh, it's what's happened. And, it's been uh, pretty hard this year. And here we are. It's uh, it's really, really good and compelling. Um, so, yeah, that, that gets a recommend from me. I'm only about halfway through the game, I think. I, I don't know. Uh, but, yeah. Um, if, if you're listening, on the off chance that you are listening, and you are the administrator for a school district... For God's sake, don't make your students go back in person in the fall. It's a terrible idea. No good can come of it. In other news, my school is going back face-to-face in the fall. Lord have mercy. Have you got your right gear? <sighs> Not yet, but I, you know, I, I guess the only, the only silver lining I can look for is I think it will be short-lived. I, I think we'll head back completely online not long after we open the doors but we shall see 
pretty accurate based on everything we in, that we've shall seen. see. Well, that's yeah. all I got. If you're a college student that's going back, like for realsies, wear masks, don't screw around. It's oh yeah, going to be funny. Like you are in an incredibly dangerous situation, and it's up to you to stay safe. If you are offered the opportunity to do things online instead of in person, do them online. You're way better off. And please, for the love of God, don't take it out on the instructors. They did not make the decisions. The instructors, your your professors, were probably not even asked for their opinion as to whether they wanted to go back online or in person. It's a thing that was handed down by the administration. They made the decisions. They made the choices. Don't take it out on your instructors. They are stuck between a rock and a hard place, and they will do their best with what they've been handed, but it's all they can do. We're sorry. It's not our fault. Correct. Anyway, that's all I got. Well, as for me, dude, I started watching She-Ra on Netflix. I've heard good things. It, it's really good. I'm, Excellent. I think, two episodes in the season two, and it's it's really good. Uh, three episodes? What, two? In the episode I just watched, they're sort of fantasizing about a, a, a battle that they're planning, and one of the characters, his... Uh, uh, made up thing is all of the characters are in their original outfits from the original cartoon. And it's brilliant. As soon as he had a mustache, it was Bo. And as soon as he had a little mustache, I went, what? And then it zoomed out and showed his outfit. And I was like, (gasps) and then at the end of that episode, like a remix of the original She-Ra theme played. And I was like, "Ah!" so great. Yeah. Uh, I also started watching uh, The Haunting of Hill House. Which is really creepy. But it's, right. it's pretty good. I just made it through... And if you've seen this, you'll understand what I mean. The individual characters' episodes, I think. So I'm halfway through. So... Yeah, it's, it's good if you can do creepy things, which I just can't watch it right before bed. Other than that, I'm, I'm good. So yeah, I also discovered the Game Maker's Toolkit channel on uh, YouTube and good Lord, there's so much good stuff in there. He's been making videos about game design for a few years now. And they're all really good. They're really good. High production values. He clearly knows what he's talking about. It's, it's good stuff. Yeah. Is that all? Oh, and I found the original Legend of Zelda cartoon on uh, Tubi. Tubi TV. Another free streaming service. Yeah. And uh, I watched them all. And it's not as bad as you, you might remember. I think when you get used to the excuse me princess bit, it's not so bad. Yeah, that's the only bad part, really. Like, Ganon, as a villain in, like, a Saturday morning cartoon. I know it wasn't a Saturday morning cartoon. It was a Friday afternoon cartoon. But 
you know what I mean when I say Saturday afternoon, yeah. uh, Saturday morning cartoon villain. Like he doesn't get, he doesn't go full Skeletor. He's not goofy, so he's he's menacing, but he's not scary. Like in the in the spectrum of things, he's like he's closer to the Saturday Sonic Robotnik, but like nothing actually meets Saturday Sonic Robotnik in that world for actual like intimidating villain. Um, but he's a lot closer to it on the scale. Like he's not like goofy weekday afternoon robotic. Yeah, I didn't watch either the Sonic cartoon, so I'll just go. Yeah, oh. but also Zelda kicks a lot of ass in that show. It's true. It's true. Like she—that's I think the first time that the Zelda has a bow thing really took off. And yeah, she was pretty great. She rescues Link a lot. Yeah, she kicks just as much, if not more, ass than Link does throughout the course of the fifteen, mm-hmm. ep- thir- 13 episodes. Also, there's so many actual villains from the actual games. And uh, having just played, you know, uh, the first two quests of Zelda a- again last year, and then I've played Link to the Past and Link's Awakening, I'm like... And at one point, a Dodongo charges, and Link's yeah. dumbass is, like, shooting it with his, his laser sword beam right. in the butt, and nothing's happening. And Zelda throws a bomb in its mouth, and it explodes. And I was like, because <laughs> that's how you beat Dodongo. Like, true. <laughs> so I, I, like geeked out, I geeked out pretty, pretty hard over uh, the Zelda cartoon in 2020. Yeah. Did you track down the Captain N crossover just to wrap it up? No, no. Sadly, Captain N wasn't on the show, so... That's fair. But, yeah. So that's what I've been doing, is watching those four things. And assorted random movies. Nice. I watched Session 9 today, which is a... actually somewhat understated thriller from the... early 2000s, I want to say? It had David Caruso in it. Remember him? I haven't thought about him in a while. Yeah. But it was uh it was not what I remembered because I think when I rented it from Blockbuster all those years ago, I think we watched the alternate ending, which is uh, a completely different movie. <laughs> <laughs> it is really fun when I remember watching movies but like seeing the TV cuts. And then I eventually watched the movie years later and like, "Oh, Oh no! I'm tired of these monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday. No, those plane. you know, those parts you know. But like, I remember. Um, <laughs> I distinctly remember when I was watching American Psycho. Um, I'd remembered like one of the cuts of it, like not the TV cut, but just like maybe the theatrical cut or whatever the the softer version was. Um, I remember that one, and so um, I'm sitting down and I'm watching it with my friend. And she's like, okay, so, like, what do I need to worry about? And I'm like, well, I mean, it's American Psycho. He's going to murder people. It's going to be graphic violence. She's like, yeah, but do any animals get hurt? I'm like, no, no, it's fine. A- an animal definitely gets hurt. Uh-oh. Definitely gets hurt. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that because they didn't happen in the version that I saw before. So we were both surprised. <laughs> it's like that scene pause where she's like, that dog's fine, right? I'm like, yeah. And then the dog wasn't fine. And then I'm like, I'm a monster. Also, what the hell? <laughs> I was going to so, say, did she punch you? She punched you. 
No, but she was sufficiently upset, and I was upset because I'm like, no, you're bad, Batman. Stop it. Don't do that. <laughs> Actually, we had someone in the chat when we were watching Terminator yeah. say, I don't remember this sex scene at all. Oh, yeah, they didn't put that in any of the TV runs on it. And Yeah, that's would. what we, we were like. Well, you must have seen the TV cut because... Yeah. Also, it's really short. It's like, wait, oh, there's a boob, and then it's over. Because yeah. in the 80s, you had to have a boob somewhere in your movie, it's apparently. True. Um, I know that I saw Hackers many, many times. It wasn't until I saw it recently that I realized, oh, wow, that's actually just topless Angelina Jolie when she was 18. Weird. Really weird and unexpected. I don't remember that in heck. I didn't remember that scene at all, but no, it's there. Like, yeah. And it's just like, what the hell is this? Maybe every time I ever saw it, it was just on like sci-fi channel. I don't know. But yeah, that scene was totally there and it completely caught me off guard. So we're still finding things like that as we watch movies now. Hmm. Oh, we're bad at signing off. It's it's we Tuesday. Are. We are. Yeah. Manipool, uh, Manipool, Manipool. Twitch.tv slash the Manipool. Friendster Manipool. Um, Geocities.com slash Manipool slash 5555. Um, Manipool.angelfire.com. Um, join the Manipool web ring. Um, wow. let's, let's bump up those Manipool counters. Uh, Sign the Manipool um, Oh, man. Sign in through Telnet to our BBS. Um, it'll be great. There are people right now that went, what did he just say with that last one? And That's yeah. fair. All right. Yeah, so this has been a long rambling. But look, see, this is three weeks worth. That's why this took so long, True. right? Yeah. yeah. So this has been a long rambling. Monday Night Magic, number 695. Come for the news. Stay for the long whatever this was <laughs> long critiques of watsy business practices and then hang out at the end for the nonsense <laughs> yeah but uh yeah black lives matter trans rights are human rights register to vote wear a mask wear a mask shut up wear a mask okay okay see and thank you all so very much for joining us and uh I guess go play some magic if you want or don't. It's up to you. <laughs>